Welcome back to another episode of the Carter Cast. I'm your host, Carter Bond. Dylan Wilkerson, he's here with us again. As always, we're doing our recap show. We missed last week's, last week's recap. Just like a sad weekend last weekend. It just didn't work out. We're back. We're on video, too. It's not like last time where we had to do audio only. No, we're here. We're on video. You get to see our 720p faces right here live. Uh, Dylan, we were talking about it before the recording started. It was a weird weekend, especially for you know us with our with the betting wise, especially. But also a weird weekend. Uh, we're not going to really do any college football today. But like in the NFL, like yeah, some stuff happened. Like you won your bets, but you didn't really. You may have finished slightly positive, but like you felt like you almost lost. It, it, it's a weird weekend. Yeah, it was weird going to football. We don't have to, or college football. We don't have to talk about that. But the NFL, like a lot of like the. Texans winning outright when you look at the box score the Jaguars outplayed them uh really bad week for Survivor I'm, I'm already out on Survivor I had Cowboys and uh yeah really weird a lot of big upsets but strangely I feel like I feel like the public did okay yeah Kansas City covering the huge number against the Bears which they really don't ever do I, I don't know who that says more about but yeah I'm with you it just seemed like a, a very odd weekend uh and we even talked about it not not a great NFL slate this week, a better college slate. Um, but yeah, weird, weird weekend. Yeah, for sure. And like you have these different results and then there was like the first time we finally saw true blowouts today in the NFL yeah. this start of the season. Um, but let's start in the NFL real quick. Let's go to the Chargers-Vikings game. I labeled this the Scott Hansen game. I la- labeled this, oh, bl- blindly bet the over. The under actually cashed. Total finished at 52. Chargers came out on top in this game in Minnesota. Uh, watching this game, I feel gross about both of these teams. Ex- expand on that. What What makes you feel gross about them? Because I feel like it's whether it's coaching – I one I'll talk the Chargers side I you can't believe in Brandon Staley like yes they won no. this game but a few lucky bounces won them this game a couple bobbled you know like the fourth and one calls were horrendous horrendous fourth and one execution by the Chargers as well obviously they don't didn't have Eckler in this game that doesn't help but when you're starting running back only rushes for 12 yards that's a major concern you got to do better against uh average at best Vikings D line and the on the Vikings side, it just feels like their luck is reversed from last year, last season. I mean, every lucky bounce, every lucky thing that could go their way, bam, was falling right into the Vikings hands. They won every close game. They had a 13 win record with a negative point differential. Everybody was talking about it. And then now it seems like it's time to pay the dinner bill. Yeah, you're exactly right. The Vikings 11 and 0 in one score games last year. This year 0 and 3. They've lost all three of their first games uh by one score. Uh it, it has reversed a little bit. The chart what you said with Staley, like going for it on fourth down there in that in that last uh Chargers possession. If they 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 didn't get it. If the Vikings win that game, then you know, people were already talking about this guy being let go from his job. Like this would really would have solidified it because that was something I love going for it on fourth down, Carter. Little secret between you and I. Love it. I don't care where you're at on the field. But that position, you probably shouldn't do it. What was it? It was like fourth and three or something. It wasn't even a fourth and one, I don't think. So I that was interesting. The the one takeaway, if I were to take one one thing from this game, the Vikings have not been able to rush the ball all year. Madison just isn't the back that Cook is. Or maybe Madison was fine when he was a secondary back. 
But yeah, because he is clearly not the number one guy. And if you blindly look at the box score and you didn't watch the game, you can say, oh, well, he had 20 carries for 93 yards. Like, that's not a bad game. But one, you got to remember, it's against the wor- one of the worst rush defenses in the league, yep. a bottom five rush defense. And then also, when you fourth and, sh- or, and at first and goal, when you're on the one, can you give him the ball and will he score? No, he can't. The Panthers have a similar problem with Miles Sanders, but that's a different story. Alexander Madison is not the guy in Minnesota. That there's a clear reason why they went and got Cam Akers. Uh, yeah. If Cam Akers can show up like he's you know average, solid, you know like that does change the trajectory of this Vikings team. But zero and three is tough to come back from. Yeah, and the one takeaway that I would take that I would literally take away from this is that the Chargers run defense is that bad. They're so bad that they let the Vikings run for like 125 plus yards. And the Vikings haven't done that all season. That's been their weakest point on offense. So I'm still really low on this Chargers team. They offensively Herbert can pass the ball. They honestly, they resemble the dolphins a little bit. And the fact that they just like to air it out, can't really defend against the run. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, oddly enough, Still not really worried about the Vikings. The the division's not that tough. I guess the Lions are t- and the Packers are two and one, but the the Packers didn't look great today. Uh, yeah, I'm not too worried about the Vikings right now. Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins, great quarterback, top five in the league right now. You, you can't. And that one interception he had, it wasn't his fault. It was a it was a little tip. He put he put so many throws right in these little windows where they needed to be. Uh, like uh, you you cannot. There's no more cousin slander because he has he has played well. I'm I'm not even worried. It's not even the cousins part of it. If you watch these full Vikings games, I think Vikings fans have been screaming that for years too, and maybe former Redskin Commanders fans or whatever. Uh, sorry for the harsh language there. But football team, football team, yeah, R, the R words. Um, <laughs> but like the the Kirk Cousins isn't the problem. the The problem is no. it's clear. It's it's the lines. The O-line, the D-line, the defense is terrible. The defense gives you no chance in these games. The offensive line doesn't give you enough time. Like, And he's just, yeah. you know, like I said, the re- luck is reversed. I just don't feel great about either of these teams. It's hard to get excited about an 0-3 team. I still So right now, at this point, who do you think finishes with a better record, the Vikings or the Chargers? I think the – let me look at the schedule super quick, super quick. Um, Vikings, Vikings. I'm saying Vikings. I don't even have to look at the schedule. I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm looking at the schedule right now. Give me, uh, give me Vikings. I think Vikings do yeah. finish with a better record, but I would still be surprised if either of these teams made the playoffs, wouldn't you? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I would agree. Eight it's and nine is kind of staring both of these teams in the face. Yeah, really, start, really hard to get like double digit wins when you start zero and three. That's for sure. Because the Vikings, they have to go to, to they have to play at Carolina next week. That should be a win. If that's not a win, it's do or die kitchen sink game for the Vikings next next Sunday. Carolina's already toast. Carolina's got no shot. Seven out of eleven defensive players are already gone from Carolina. But all right, let's transition to the blowouts today. We have the Dolphins and the Broncos. We were on the Broncos on the podcast this week. Dolphins win. 70 to 20. So if you didn't watch football today, you got obloed up. You were at church. You had to do this. You were traveling. You weren't able to catch up. And you you click on the score app and you're like, what's what's going on in the league today? What's what's happening in the NFL? And you see 70 to 20. Or that has to be a typo. Or you're, you're probably thinking, and then you're looking at the box score, like Raheem Mostert, he's on my bench. 
how did I not start Raheem Mostert? He had 50 fantasy points. Yes, that may be me. I may have had Raheem Mostert on my bench. That did happen. But anyhow, 70 to 20. The the Broncos talk about dead. I mean, this is as dead as a dead dog can ever be. Yeah, and you have to wonder if there's going to be a point where Sean Payton kind of distances himself from Russell Wilson and tries to get somebody else in there. Stidham, because uh, Stidham's the backup in uh, in Denver, right? I think so. Yeah, stats department on it, but keep going. Well, and also, I think Stidham. I I don't know why, but I feel like he started with the Jared Raiders. Stidham. Like, okay, no, he was on right. the he was on the Pats, then the Raiders, and now he's on the Broncos. He was McDaniel's guy, but now he's on the Broncos. There is a real shot Jared Stidham starts next week. Like, and th- go ahead. You're you're exactly right. And even so, I got I got the Broncos Dolphins game. I was looking at all the stats. The Broncos on paper not that bad of a team, and obviously fifty. 50-point wins are a bit of an anomaly. We saw all the stats. That hard. I mean, the last time that a team scored 70-plus points was like in the 50s. Um, so I don't really know. I don't know what happened here today. The Broncos' defense is better than that. Um, but we could see Stidham soon because uh, Sean Payton may want to start distancing himself from Russell, and I don't think that that is a bad idea. I think he has to. Yeah. I think he has to. This will go down as one of the most disaster trades in NFL history. Um, oh, yeah. A close second may be the Panthers if they finish with the second overall pick or something like that and somehow don't win a game or whatever. And Drake May or Caleb Williams ends up on the Bears from the Panthers. That that might end up being one of the worst pick, one of the worst <laughs> trades in NFL history. But we don't have to talk about the Panthers right now. But the other thing is, coming away from this game, are you more impressed with the Dolphins or, or more disappointed in the Broncos? Um, I, it's hard to say because I was already pretty high on the dolphins and low on the Broncos. I would, I would say probably high on the dolphins. I think that's the I right do. answer. Yeah. Cause the Broncos do have a good defense that, that even that's going back thing. to last year, as a, someone who owns Raheem Mostert in fantasy, you're thinking, well, the, <laughs> the Broncos defense, like that's a solid defense. Like, I don't want to go against that. It was kind of weird with the betting line all week. It got down to five and a half at one point. And you're like, man, like. Maybe Denver pulls us out, makes this an ugly game. No, the op- well, it was an ugly game, but just in the opposite way. 70 to 20. 70 points on a defense. That's not okay. That's not no. – the backup came in and was dicing them up. So, the Dolphins, they're, they've are they got to be the favorite right now to win the AFC East, right? Oh, I would think so. I I don't know off the top of my head, but I, I don't see why not. The, I don't, the Bills have looked good since that Monday night game. The, the Bills have looked pretty good. Yes. Yeah, no, I I'm I it's a it's Bills Dolphins. Like we can transition now into the other AFC matchup was <laughs> Pat's Jets. I mean, talk about yeah. the most boring game of the day that ended in almost the Jets winning on a Hail Mary right there. Uh if you watch Robert Salas press conference, it's very clear he hates Zach Wilson. Like it's very 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 clear and why should he not? He's a bad quarterback. It's over. It's over like Everyone knows it's over. Sign a Josh. Sign Cam Newton at this point. Like, why does it even matter? Like, if you're the, if you're a Jets fan, yes, you have your first over, you have your first round pick, great. But like, you have an awesome team. Like, go get one of these journeyman quarterbacks, like a Cam Newton, or you know, not Josh McCown because he's the Panthers QB coach. But like, someone <laughs> like that, you need to go. I think you go after this. 
Yeah, I know a certain someone in, in some purple that would look really good in that forest green. Averaging G- like 500 yards a game. If you, let's put let's put Dylan Wilkerson as Jets GM. How what are you giving up to get Kirk Cousins on your football team? At the facility, the the state. <laughs> I'm 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 giving away MetLife Stadium. I'm not even asking the Giants Who, for permission. Okay, but nobody wants MetLife Stadium. That's one of the worst stadiums. I'll throw in. Uh, I'll throw in a free dinner at Labor and Arden in Manhattan. <laughs> How about what that? about what, what about like picks and stuff players like what would you be seriously Gosh. willing to give up I don't know I'm I'm no good at any of this trade stuff but I would say uh, four it, it would be picks no shot I no I wouldn't go that much because he okay okay his, good. his good, contract good. is up at the end of the year so it's like it would be like a rental almost and then if and I don't know if they want to keep him they can keep him but they they have Aaron Rodgers waiting would you be willing to give up your first round pick next year to get him as a rental for the rest of the season? I don't know. Starting at one and two, I I don't know. That's tough. I don't. I don't. One think and one so. in the divisions, not that bad. And you already have a win against the Bills. You know what? Sure. Just because it's hypothetical, yeah, I would do it. Because you're telling. Because you got to think. Of, I mean, if you're the Vikings, no way you do it, right? I wouldn't think so. I don't even. Who's their backup? They're Jaron you know, Hall, BYU. There we go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so maybe they would. I mean, they got a better guy at quarterback sitting behind Kirk Cousins. Um, but the the Pats Jets game today, uh, just gross. Like, yeah. and for some reason, shame to YouTube TV because the quad boxes were terrible today. Every every single quad box had to have Jets Pats in it. It was terrible. YouTube TV, it's it's a disaster showing by not being able to let us choose. I know there's some network thing that doesn't let us do it, that let us choose our games. Whatever. That's besides the point. The quad boxes were so bad today. And it's like I there was one point to where I think there's a game I wanted to watch. I couldn't remember. Maybe it was Vikings Chargers, and every single one was paired with Broncos Dolphins. And I was like, I don't want to watch this anymore. Why Why are you force-feeding this game down my throat? It doesn't even matter. Yeah, and I have some first-world problems because I was having Red Zone on the main TV because the Panthers didn't play till the afternoon. So I was like, okay, we quad-box the other TV. We'll put Red Zone on the main TV because I'm not really focused in on one specific game as much. I want to see as much as I can. But one of them had a Red Zone in the quad-box, but the Red Zone was like te- like. Uh, five minutes further ahead than the red zone on the TV. Oh no. Yeah. So I'm seeing like red zone, like two minutes ahead up in this tiny corner up there on my other TV. And I was like, this sucks. So I had to only choose quad boxes that didn't have red zone on it. We paid too much money for this Carter to have these problems. $300 down the drain. I can't believe it. Did you call Scott? Let him know. I'll, 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 I'll give him a, I'll hit him up on MySpace. I'll hit him up on MySpace. <laughs> um, but yeah, Jets Pats. I don't even care to talk about it anymore. Just gross. It's exactly what we thought. Fifteen ten. That makes sense. The Jets were or the Pats were always going to win that game. Uh, safety, safety alert. Yeah, they, there was a safety. So rest in peace to everyone's parlays. Are like no safety in this game. Like then it got destroyed. <laughs> um, then before we move on, a lot of a lot of the uh, you know these betting accounts today were tweeting out like oh heavy public on this side and then that public side still won for example the seattle seahawks were like the most public team this week and of course they still won and so you're like oh well did like 
did they did the books lose a ton of money today? No, they made their money back. And that was in the Cowboys Cardinals game. Ooh, tough one. That's tough. Yep. One. Cardinals won 28-16. Maybe the funniest result today because uh you know how many people probably lost thousands and thousands of dollars betting the Cowboys live money line at even odds during this game. So a glimpse into my life halftime. I take the Cardinals because I have the Cowboys in my survivor pool. I bet on the Cowboys to cover 12 and a half. So like, you know what? This is a good time to get out. Good time to get out. If the, if the Cardinals win, I can break even I'm out survivor, but that's okay. Um, about they the Cowboys got the ball at half. They drive right down the field. I live bet the Cowboys. I just, I pretty much canceled out. It it was not my best moment, but I was looking at college football lines for next week. All the numbers were just mushing together. I was like, oh, what in the world? So yeah, that was me. I was that guy. Yeah, I mean, I think America was that guy because you're thinking, no way this Cowboys team is about to lose to the Cardinals like this. And Vegas just cleaned up. I mean, the sports books just cleaned up on that game. I I didn't have I would I should. You know, pat myself on the back real quick. Had nothing in that game. Not one single iota in that game. Good for you. Good for you, Carter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Another game I didn't have anything on? Bears-Chiefs, another blowout. 41-10. Yeah. Uh, also, maybe one of the funniest results today. CBS, CBS, or, yeah, CBS had this game, right? Yes. I think so, yeah. CBS, we need to calm down on showing Taylor Swift after touchdowns and freaking out. I mean, the the commentator was about to was a I mean, we we're going to have to get the commentator some new pants after showing Taylor Swift <laughs> because they were freaking out. I don't know as a as a football fan and a Swifty, I can, I can get behind it. I can get behind the Taylor Swift. I'm not an anti-Swifty, but in their defense, it was a 41 to 10 game. But yeah, did Taylor Swift yeah. go? Did Taylor Swift, you know, celebrate a little too much after that touchdown by Travis Kelsey that <laughs> made it forty-one points? Because let's be honest, guys, kind of a garbage touchdown. Mm, you're right. That uh, and you know, I've seen so many like so colloquialisms. Does, this raises the even bigger question: Does Taylor know ball? I would say no. And that that leads me to the bigger question: Is does this? What are the ramifications of this Taylor Kelsey crossover? Is it is it more football fans become Swifties? Is it more Swifties become football fans? Is it a hybrid of both? Because there there are going to be some some ramifications of this. I just don't know what they're going to be. I think a little bit of both happens, but what happens in every Taylor Swift relationship? Eventually, she breaks up with the dude and writes a song about it. I think a lot of Swifties are going to become mega anti-football. Mm, it's going to anti- come around when if this doesn't work out. Abby just, Abby just texted me. She could hear me. She said she thinks Swifties are going to become football fans. <laughs> I think I think I would that's, agree. I, I, think agree. Th- I think that's I think that's short term though. I think that's a short term investment for football fans. Unless if this relationship works out, then yes, but. If this relationship does not work out, I think we're going to see a lot of Swifties and a lot, you know, a lot of their fans start hating the Kansas City Chiefs. Like you, you know, who's going to get like, you know, who's going to get caught in the crosshairs of this all if they end up do breaking up? 
is Jason? Jackson Mahomes. Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> you know every Swifty's just gonna try and kill Jackson Mahomes if they do break up. He's gonna be the target for all their hate on the Chiefs. Him You're, and Travis Kelsey. What if Taylor breaks up with Travis for Jackson? Um, I would say the odds of <laughs> choose my words carefully, Carter. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Jackson might no. not be interested. How about how about okay. no? Okay, yeah. <laughs> choose, choose my choose my politically correct words carefully. Um, but yeah, they were showing Taylor Swift like every play, and I don't. I, by all means, I went to her concert. I paid my hard earned money to go to that concert, so I went. Great concert, great performance. Put on a better performance than the Chicago Bears today. They suck. Justin Fields <laughs> stinks like rotten eggs. The whole team stinks. They were having weird stuff come out all week about their coaches, what was true, what wasn't true. Who knows? This team is legitimately staring 1-16, right down the throat. Yeah, everything about them is bad. Justin Fields doesn't look great. It's, it's never good when your team throws the coach under the bus. I think that just sets an awful precedent for how the season's going to go. Um, yeah, Bears are in for a long season, and I don't even know what the answer is. I, I really don't. But, yeah, they got to tear it all down. they got to tear it all down, rebuild, going to be a gross, gross rebuild, and you got to do it the right way. If they get a bad enough pick in this draft, I mean, you're going to have the Panthers pick, which should be a top-10 pick. You're also mm-hmm. going to have your pick, which should be one or two probably. It's not a bad spot. Like, yes, it sucks sucking for another season as a Bears fan and seeing like Jordan Love fit right in in Green Bay. But yeah. honestly, this is the best thing that's going to happen to Bears fans because then you know it's going to be an issue. And we we should talk about this right now. Is Bears fans, if they get Drake May, the Mitch Trubisky comparisons are going to be running wild. Another <laughs> another Carolina quarterback coming in as the number two overall pick. Oh man. Uh- we have to get Connor on that one. We have to see. Yeah, we'll, we have to get Connor's thoughts on that one. Yeah, we'll get a Tar Heel correspondent on that one. Um, real quick, I'm going to round through some of these games. We can, uh, if you want to talk about them more. Bills blow out the Commanders. The Bills are just good. Commanders. I think. I think Sam Howell exposed a little bit today. I don't think he's a bad quarterback by any means. I know I'm wearing a Duke shirt, Duke guy, whatever. I don't think Sam Howell's a bad quarterback. I just think the Bills just are good. I mean, they're just a good team. Yeah. Yeah. Bills. Uh, I just updated my rankings. Bill's number one team. Really bad showing on Monday Night Football. Blow out the Raiders week two. Blew out the Commanders week three. The defense is great. It's always been great. Never been a question about it. The only question has been Josh Allen. Uh, Josh, Allen Josh Allen might have a little bit of the Kirk Cousins, just the little primetime jitters uh, that I'm not ruling that narrative off the table. So, but yeah, also, Bills just are good. Weird, weird overall game at MetLife that night against a really, really good Jets defense. I'm not, you can't put too much into that. No, I agree with you. Bills are good. Don't I wouldn't worry if I were the Commanders or Sam Howell. Um, Colts Ravens, Colts win in overtime 22-19. Also another weird result today, but this doesn't change my opinion about either team. Yes, maybe the Colts like could win 7-8 games, like maybe have a little fun run in the AFC South and compete, especially if Anthony Richardson comes back. Gardner Minshew's an awesome backup. That's who the oh, Jets yeah. need to go after. Throw a fourth yeah. round pick at Gardner Minshew because they would be just fine. They would squeak into that wild card if they had him. But mm-hmm. this doesn't make me feel bad about the Ravens either. Like, no, I, I think I, the Ravens are going to be fine. They have one of these stinkers every year. Yeah, Ravens pretty injury laden too right now. So it's it, you you give and take. Um, 
I actually think watching the Colts, it makes me a little worried about my under six and a half wins because I think they look a little bit better than Zach Moss has been an, an amazing replacement for um, Jonathan Taylor. And Zach Moss wasn't even that good with the Bills, which I believe that's where he came from. So, uh, yeah, I'm kind of with you. Don't doesn't change much. If anything, I'm a little bit higher on the Colts, but I think the Ravens will be just fine, especially if the Bengals are keep keep being as bad as they have been. Uh, moving on, you talked about injury laden. The Carolina Panthers lose 27-37 at Seattle. I was actually going to go to this game. Glad I didn't. Uh, real quick in this game, I wasn't that impressed with Seattle in this game. I think it was more of a testament to just Carolina's defense getting injured throughout the game. Seven out of 11 starters are out for Carolina's defense. Andy Dalton looked fine. Like, he looked fine. Yeah. He didn't. I don't think he looked great by any means, but he looked fine, and it showed what you know a fine quarterback can do in this offense tough road game we had nine false or ten false starts ten false starts in this game uh five of them by our five by our left tackle five yeah. false starts you can't have that this i have nothing of substance to add for this because i i was triple boxing this one and i was i was focusing more on uh cowboys cardinals but anytime i checked in on this game it just seemed like but the score doesn't reflect this, but it seemed like both teams just like couldn't move the ball. Like it, it was almost painful to watch. I feel like every time I tuned in, it was either a punt or they, they weren't getting the ball down the field. I don't know, but yeah, injuries hurt for the, the Panthers. That's for sure. Yeah. You lose Frankie Louvu, and that's when you knew the game was over. I, I sat there and I said, do I live bet against the Panthers this week? I know you always say, you know, money shows no loyalties. And I said, no, I can't do that. But then Connor texts me and goes, Hey, uh, we should honestly probably take, uh, Kenneth Walker anytime touchdown at halftime mm. plus 240 cash easy, easy cash easy. we hammered it um, I don't feel bad about that at all because Panthers run I mean they just ran out of gas that's what it was but yeah. I, I was I was optimistic after this Panther game it's not all hell's breaking loose we got to see some downfield throws some big plays by yeah. the wide receivers DJ Chark looked really good like the run game's very much a concern but Tough road game. I'm I'm not that upset. Kitchen sink game next week against the Vikings. Very that is a it's it's technically probably the second worst game of the week if you go based off records, because Bears Broncos next week is going to be the worst game of the week, maybe of the <laughs> season. But Panthers Vikings is going to be a fun, fun game next week. I'm excited for it. it definitely contrasting play styles. So we'll we'll have to see who, which one comes out on top. Yeah, for sure. Uh, moving on real quick. Uh, we already talked about the Broncos, Dolphins, uh, Titans, Browns. Your Titans got just schmanged. I mean, diddled left, right, and straight. Yeah, I figured out today I'm not really that loyal to them. Like, the first quarter ended, halftime. It's like, I was like, I'm just not watching this. It, there's nothing worse than watching a team, not even just your team, but a team that can't move the ball. And the Titans yeah. can't do it. It's just as simple as that. We, That's the I Jets. Thought, like, watching the Jets, they cannot they physically – cannot move the ball even against like average defenses not even like good defenses like at least the browns are a good defense yeah it, it's just miserable so um that yeah, yeah Henry, nothing, rough day rough day and it we only play well against teams that don't defend well against the run hence why we beat the chargers uh we have the Bengals next week i don't i don't even care who's playing quarterback we're gonna get stomped by them they have our numbers so yeah sad day to be a titans fan that's for sure but Maybe we'll turn something around. Something I did want to ask. This is more of an overarching theme. When it is obvious that teams like the Titans, um, teams like the Patriots, 
they don't have a great roster, right? They have a couple good pieces. The Patriots probably have less than the Titans do. At what point do we say this is the head coach's fault? Like, for, when do we start pointing blame to Vrabel or do we, because we've never had a good passing offense. We've never had a good passing defense. That That is nothing, nothing has changed. So when do we look at Vrabel and say, okay, maybe he's the problem or do we write it off and say, well, we have a 38-year-old at quarterback. We have our star players are running back. It's probably where the there's the least positional advantage. Curious to your thoughts on that because I'm a Vrabel guy. I don't think this is on Vrabel at all. I I think yeah. I think it's just a bad team. I, I think we knew this going into the season. Tannehill's not the guy. He's clearly he's on the you know you go up you know you're at Carowinds you know you go up the Intimidator <laughs> and then you're going down and he's going down right now. It's over. Like it, it, the Tannehill time is done. He'll be a backup. You know, spring around a couple times. But- the, the problem, Carter, is we're not on the Intimidator. We're on Fury 325, and we got bolts coming loose on the top of the hill. Like that, We're using duct tape to put the bolts back into place. Yeah, as a Panthers fan, I know this. Sam Darnold is Flex Seal. He's the, him and Baker Mayfield, are. they should just be the face of Flex Seal. You see those infomercials late night when you're watching like Hawaii versus New Mexico State on CBS Sports Network. That's what that is. They should just be the head faces, and Tannehill should just join that group because it is Flex Seal. I just don't think the I just you gotta start with I I don't think this is a coaching thing. I think it just opens up the question at what point does Tannehill get benched? When do you finally bench Tannehill? I don't know. I don't even know. I'll be honest, and that's another question I have. I have these these deep philosophical thoughts to myself. Like these teams that can't move the ball, Panthers, uh Patriots have some trouble, Titans. What is the issue? I will, I will give Tannehill the benefit of the doubt today. The offensive line was awful. Dude had no but time. But I think that answers your question of why can't they move the ball is the offensive line. But let's uh, different situations, that's not the case, right? So, But let's like talk the, about each of these teams. Like the Titans' O-line, you said it's bad. The Panthers, a big reason why they can't move the ball is they have the highest pressure rate in the league. They They are the worst offensive line right now so far besides the Bears maybe. Yeah, and I guess maybe you're making you're making that point. I and I don't know real. I know I can go on PFF and look at offensive line ratings, but there's just like these teams. Like, is it the wide receivers not getting open? I, you can tell when a quarterback makes a bad throw just while watching them. It, it's just something I think about, and I don't know. I think the Titans. It's the offensive line. Skaronsky's been out the last two games, and we had Tier Tart gambling thing, but. I don't want to spend too much time on the Titans. It, it's very sad, and I hope we turn it around. There's still time to turn it around. Jaguars losing today really helps our case. So, yeah. Um, last thing on the Titans, Browns, real quick. Browns look good. Browns are legit. I mean, even without like having Kareem Hunt, Jerome Ford, or well, they had Jerome Ford obviously. Without having Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt coming in late, Jerome Ford playing great today. Like, Browns are legit. They're gonna. They're they look like a playoff team to me. Yeah, I I think I had them over nine and a half. So we'll see. They didn't look great on Monday, Monday Night Football, though. I didn't think. No, but that was on it's, the road at Pittsburgh. That's a tough game. Um, and then divisional. also, I mean, in that Monday Night game too, your running back has you know one of those Paul George gross like injuries that goes viral, and that just set that just creates a weird mood for your team. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Um, all right, real quick, you te- talked about Jags Texans. Uh, Texans blow out the Jags 37, 17. 
They look good. The Texans look good, man. They dominated that game. Like, obviously, you look at the box score. They got a lot of yards, turnovers here and there, blah, blah, blah. Screw you, Travis Etienne, for not scoring a touchdown today. Uh, Tank Bigsby vulturing that one from the one-yard line. So, very upset about that. But Tank Dell was a dog today. Five receptions, 145, and a touchdown. Big win for the Texans. But guess what? I still don't like either of these teams. Yeah, it, it's it's what you get with the AFC South, honestly. It's just... And uh, same with I the mean, NFC South. You just feel gross after watching their games. Yeah, and they all just kind of beat up on each other. Everybody ends up 8-9, and 9-8. Nine, nine and eight. Uh, Jaguars, to me, the score did not reflect how this game went. I don't, I don't know if the Jaguars should have won, but it definitely should have been 20 points. Jaguars outgained Houston 404 to 366. Uh, the Houston was a benefactor of a, a fumble and a, an interception. So I, I'm, I am not overreacting on this. I don't, I don't think Houston's that good of a team still. Jaguars might be a little worse than I expected. Um, I think everybody kind of took their playoff run last year, the comeback against the Chargers, the beating the Titans uh, last game of the season, and, and ran with it a little bit. I think that the AFC South might be a little more even from what I thought. Like the Colts and the Texans might be a little bit better, but I also think the Jags might be a little bit worse and the Titans are just in the middle. So, yeah, this this game, it surprised me that the Jags lost, but on paper, I mean, Jags outgained them, turned the ball over. You're going you're to lose games if you turn the ball over. 100% agree. I don't have much more to add. I'm not overreacting to that one whatsoever. Um Last two games we didn't really get to talk about. We can just roll through this really quickly because I want to do week two look-ahead lines. Uh, Falcons-Lions in Detroit. Desmond Ritter's a bad, bad quarterback. That's really the storyline coming out of this game is Falcons' defense is fine. It's a serviceable defense. They're not bad. Jared Goff, Lions get the job done. If you're you're the Lions, hey, we got the win. You get out, great. Desmond Ritter, that's a problem now. They need to be in the quarterback market too. Of uh, even getting one of these flex seal guys, they have a shot at winning the, the division because they need a guy that can just throw ten yard passes. They don't need deep shots. I mean, Ritter can't even do that. It's it's that bad. Desmond Ritter is not the guy. And every person who was on these NFL talk shows off season, like Desmond Ritter making great strides. Have you seen his footwork? All those stupid like QB <laughs> school YouTube videos. Tired of that. I'm so tired of that. I don't want to see it. Uh, the Ritter experience is over. He's a bad, bad quarterback. Doesn't mean the Falcons can't win games because of the run game, but Desmond Ritter, bad quarterback. Yeah, I'll be honest. Did not watch a snap of this game unless it showed up on red zone. Uh, but huh? looking at the box, looking at the box score, it looks like the Lions took care of them. 119 penalty yards for the Lions. 119, and they still beat them by that much. It was impressive. Close. It wasn't even impressive. close. Um, last game we'll talk about, uh, we're recording right now in the middle of Steelers Raiders Steelers are up 10 to seven with three thirty one left in the second quarter. They're driving right now. I may have it behind. It might maybe a bigger score than that. I just looked like two minutes ago. Um, but we're not going to really talk about that game because there's not really too many implications from that game. I feel like whatever happens in that game, especially if it's close, we're going to feel the same about either team, no matter what, um, last game saints at Packers. Uh, so weird thing, housekeeping item for the podcast. Uh, the Packers on the parlay graphic said minus two. Now, when the podcast came out, when the podcast came out Thursday afternoon, the Packers were plus one. It was a money line. Therefore, do we get to count the Packers as a cash? 
Because I also took the money line. I don't know. I, that's we gotta let the people decide. I think maybe we have to run a Twitter poll. Maybe, maybe. I that's, think it should. I think it. I think it should count. I know it didn't look great on the graphic because I did create the graphic Tuesday night before we recorded. I created the graphic Tuesday night. I didn't get to change that graphic at all. And I posted it today when the line was plus one and a half today on Sunday. But even on Thursday, it was plus one or even down to one or money line. So we'll let the people decide. I like to count it and say we're up for the season now. And that was a nice six unit cash there because that really saved the day for me. I think the 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 pick and spirit was correct. I think I think that, you know, the Packers was the right side. It yeah. was the right side. Even though they were down 17 nothing, Jordan Love came back as a dog like he is. Uh Packers went 18-17. Man, I love this Packers team, dude. Like I love this Packers team. Every Bears, Lions, Vikings fan listening to this just bleh, gross F you. I oh, <laughs> well, how could you ever say that about the Packers? Like, man, I believe in this Jordan Love dude, man. Like yeah, he is like this is going to be the formula in the NFL from now on is people, especially if he really like takes them to a playoff spot, these teams are going to start putting these first year guys out for a year, maybe two, if they can play them at the end of the season when it might not matter as much. The problem is if you're a bad team and you're a coach, you got to save your job and chuck that rookie out there when he's not ready. Yeah. Yeah. I hear that. And I, we touched only on stable, this. only stable organizations can do it. Yeah, you're exactly right. Someone that already has a good quarterback. And it's he has looked a lot better than he has the last two years when he's had to step in uh and fill Aaron Rodgers' shoes because of injury. So we most of us were pretty high on the Packers anyway. I don't I don't know watching this game what this says about either team. Are, I couldn't tell you if the Saints so, are good or not. I, the Saints I think the Saints are going to, the problem is now that Derek Carr's out for multiple weeks and now it's the Jameis Winston show, which is phenomenal for content. I mean, for us, this is like, yes, please dream come true. Jameis Winston time. We get to talk Jameis Winston on here, but the Saints, I mean, Jameis Winston, he's not going to win that many football games. He'll win. He'll go win you one out of three. So the mm-hmm. defense is elite. And that's why I come out of this game, not as much as like hate for the Saints because Derek Carr's out, weird game for them. But for the Packers, they came back and responded without Aaron Jones, without Christian Watson, and won this game being down 17-0 against one of the best defenses in the NFL. I'm really high on the Packers after this game. It was an ugly win, looked really bad in the first half, but getting a win out of this game being down 17-0, that's that's what you need to see. Just get the win. Get the win and get out. Things will, you know, get better once you have Aaron Jones, once you have Christian Watson come back. Packers very high on. I think this Thursday night game against the Lions is going to be an all-timer. Yeah, it'll be a very good one and I'm with you. Love especially in the NFC North. Lions are really the only competition right now record-wise that could change, but uh yeah, Thursday's going to be a good one. But this is going to be a theme going on for the following weeks now. Nobody loves CLV closing line value more than anybody than Dylan Wilkerson. So we're going to do week two early nice lines. What we are not week two early, early lines for the following week. This can be college or NFL. Dylan, give us a few lines that we should look ahead to next week and be like, Ooh, I can grab this number. Now it's Monday morning when I'm listening. Let's grab this number now. Oh man. Let's see. I like Jags minus three against the Falcons. Yeah. Like, and that's, that seems 
Now, yeah. I don't think that line moves as much. I don't think you're going to get value. I think that stays around three, three and a half, two and a half around there. I don't think that gets up to four. I don't think that gets below two unless injury news comes out. I think that stays at three, but I like that play. Yes. I, another one, Panthers plus three. I think if Andy Dalton plays again, that's probably a better option than Bryce Young. And I'm not not trying to be funny and diss on your guy. I really do think that. No, I think is. it is. I think it is a better option at this point. I don't want to, you know, a questionable Bryce Young out there. And this is this is very much a game where the Vikings can win last minute field goal. Maybe the luck turns their way a little bit this season. Um, Commanders Steelers, Eagles Steelers Steelers minus three. I don't know. I, that's that tempts me a little bit. We'll see how this game ends, but that, fading Houston after their win probably would not be a bad idea. Okay. Do you have any in the NFL that you like so far that you've seen? And you're like, you, you're looking at the board. You're like, oh, bang! I see that one. I like that. So I know there's one you like. If you need me to bring it up, but I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you think about it for a second. I'm seeing seven with the Commanders against the Eagles. That divisional away dog getting a touchdown. Commanders coming off of a bad loss. I I love that one. Uh, Bills minus two and a half right now against the Dolphins. I know we just talked about how good the Dolphins are, but I can't imagine it's easy to go from Miami where it's hot and humid, score seventy, and then do try to do something similar against a divisional rival that is probably one of the best teams in the NFL. And you're going to have to hit me at the other one, the one that I like. Raiders at Chargers, Chargers minus four and a half. Mm, yeah, Raiders win that game. Raiders win that game. I knew you were going to say that. Oh, I love it. That one, once the Sunday night game ends, the, the lines will be up officially. Um, I will be all over the Raiders. I, I think Josh Jacobs' rushing prop probably would be worth it as soon as you can get it too. That one's only going to go up once it's posted. So, yeah, love the Raiders next week. Um. Yeah, I, I also kind of like the Jets next week. I know that's forbidden words on this podcast, but I like Jets at home Sunday night. Like that defense is really good. I think that's the bench Zach Wilson game. I think Zach mm. Wilson gets benched in that game, and that's why we see some chicanery with the spread. Um, gonna wait on that one though. I'm gonna wait. I, the only one I think I would take right now. I think the I think the Raiders line. I also. I think I like the Bengals because I think we might see uh, a positive Bengals showing on Monday night. Let's say they come out, you know, decent without Joe Burrow. That line's going to move up to four and a half, five if they look good against the Rams tomorrow night. The Bengals have have owned Tennessee too. Uh, even the years that Tennessee's been pretty good, they've just. I, I remember 2021. I went to the game in Cincinnati, and we were the Bengals were won like five games, and it, they they beat us big time. So. Yeah, I can't I can't blame you for betting the Bengals. All right. And then in college football, early lines I like right now. Uh I think some of these actually might move. Take BYU right now. BYU, I think they open at minus one and a half. It's up to three. I could see this going up to four, four and a half. Give me the Cougars at home in Provo. Uh Big Twelve home opener, Friday night ESPN game. BYU plays so much better on Friday night games. Uh, they do not perform well in day games. That is a true theory. BYU fans will like try to, BYU fans will try to not agree with that. Try and say, "Oh, that's just ridiculous. That's a stupid thing." You're saying they can't play during the daytime. They 100% can play during the daytime or during nighttime. They stink during the day. Give me BYU minus three, minus two and a half, whatever you can get that number at before it jumps up to three and a half, and you get hooked there. 
Give me the Cougars. And then also Kansas, 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 Kansas. Rock Chalk Jayhawk, baby. I love the Jayhawks against the Texas Longhorns in Austin. Kansas plus 17. Going to sprinkle the money line as well. They beat my Cougars this week. Uh, They are a legit program. They are a legit team. Texas is obviously good. They're the best team in the Big 12. There's no doubt about that. But I sneaky, sneaky think this Kansas team might be the best team Texas has played this year so far. I'm actually on the opposite side of you with BRU. I love Cincinnati. We can get into it Wednesday when we give our picks. But if you want, if you like Cincinnati, I would get it now at three. I don't think it goes up. I think it's only going to get closer to a pick em. So Cincinnati, yes. Kansas as well. Kansas is going to run all over Texas. Their offensive line, I think, is like top. I think it's the third rated by PFF for run blocking. Uh yeah, I mean, Kansas is just going to be able to control time of possession by running the ball. Love Kansas here. Outright, 18 and a half. Love it all. And then one more that I really like, Jacksonville State plays Sam Houston State. Sam Houston State just doesn't want to play offense. Defense is great, but for some reason, they just don't want to move the ball. So Jacksonville State, again, another run-heavy team. I think it's going to be able to run over uh, Sam Houston State. It's four and a half. I got it four and a half. It might be five and a half, six some places now. I'd get it before seven because I think it's heading that way. Perfect. I love it. Um, I'll, I'll we'll tweet out more. We'll be back Wednesday with more picks. We don't have to go through more college football, but Kansas, Kansas, Kansas is the theme of this show. If you need a week early line, go go get Kansas right now. Um, Monday night game. I like Jalen Hurts anytime touchdown. I don't know. Have fun. We'll figure it out. We'll t- we'll tweet out picks tomorrow or something like that. But anyhow. All right, thank you for listening. Dylan, thank you for coming on Sunday night. Uh, We'll be back Wednesday night, Thursday morning for our preview, alt picks, all that good jazz. Uh, Make sure to hit the subscribe button. Follow us on Twitter, at Wilkerson A. Dylan, at Carter BA, at CarterCast on everything. Um, And then uh, Wednesday, yeah. Oh, last thing. That's what I forgot about. Dylan, um, you might need to get to bed. It's going to be an early morning. It's, uh, it's, it's currently, it's currently 10, 10, p, 10 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, our, our friend Dylan, shout out Kentucky, I guess, or Vanderbilt. I don't know who you want to shout out. Uh, he'll be up at 5 a.m. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, running five or running two miles for five days straight. It's brutal. Very brutal. Uh, two pick sixes. Vanderbilt was the right side. All right, Vanderbilt was I... the right side. Vanderbilt was yeah. the right side. I watched I watched a good chunk of that game. Vanderbilt was the right side. Um, oh, and the other thing is, I'll let you know right now, a little secret into this next week's show. Connor and I agreed the punishment has to be between Connor and I this week. It can't be between... You, you're you, you've had you've Thank had you. your punishments. You've taken it on the chin. You've done your time. It's got to <laughs> it's got to be on Connor and I this week. That's very nice, you guys. Some yeah, years, good Samaritans over there. Yeah, so I want to make. I kind of want to make this a brutal one. I want to make this a brutal <laughs> one. Uh, well, stay tuned for Wednesday. We'll uh, we'll be back. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see y'all next time, Dylan. Thank you for coming on again. Subscribe. Bye bye.